Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Did you catch any of the uh, Alliance of American Football? Is that what it's called? I was too busy uh, oh. sleeping. <laughs> Relaxing on the first Sunday without football. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of relaxing. The stress as a fan of a team in the Super Bowl, it's very stressful. Very stressful to watch a team play in the Super Bowl. Man, it's awful, man. Just, you know, watching every Super Bowl with our team in it. (laughs) There's a reason why people hate our fan base so much. Um, So I did watch some of the, uh, the. AAF, and uh, it was very not good. I think it's funny that a lot of people were like watching this in like intensely. Really bad football, <laughs> really. Like I'm not even talking about like that the product was good. The re- like the, the the production value was good. They did a good job with it. They put it together well, wrapped a bow on it. The game itself that they broadcasted on national television was so bad. Like, you could tell these guys do not belong in the NFL. I hate to say that, but <laughs> yeah. it was bad play. It was just really – it's like watching the D-League compared to watching, you know, LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Like People couldn't that, survive one week. I know. They were like, football. yes, here we go. I, I saw a bunch of people tweet. They're like, this is like mediocre football, and everyone's freaking out about it. He's like, are we that desperate? Yes. Are we that desperate for football? Uh, I, I honestly think this thing's going to flame out. Probably. Flame out next week. You know what isn't going to flame out, though? The XFL, baby. Woo! The XFL, here we come. I only want to see that to have a Vince McMahon appearance and someone gets thrown <laughs> through a chair <laughs> or through a table mid-football mid game. Mid-football game. Runs on the field, steals the ball. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you didn't see this. Okay, so you know how there's like – there's no honorer. In baseball, there's like the – you know, the – um. Is it the first pitch in uh, hockey? They have the the puck drop. Yeah, the, the puck they, drop. Yeah. What do they call it? Is it the first puck? The ceremony, drop? ceremonial, ceremonial puck, puck drop. drop. Yeah. So they had the ceremonial ball placement in this game. <laughs> what? Because there's no kickoffs. They had the ceremonial ball placement. What the freak is that? That's. Uh, oh my gosh! That, I was that like, could be a problem. Yeah, that could be stupid. Uh, I thought it was not – it was just ridiculous because – so this is how they structured it, right? They took the 60-second play clock. It's 60 seconds, right? I'm not the only one that thinks that. Yeah. Okay, 60, 60 seconds. seconds. So the play clock – they took the play clock and they shrunk it down to 35 seconds. So you have to make – you have to, you know, move the ball faster down the field. Right, which makes sense in theory. I get it. So the problem is is that the offenses in the one game I watched were so bad that they just kept on swapping the ball back and forth. And there was punting. And you could kick field goals, but the problem was is every time somebody either scored a field goal or came back, it, it would just be literally people just swapping the ball back and forth on the field really quickly. Yikes. And I was like, this is just – if people don't score in this league, it's going to be really bad. Like, if you had the talent that you have in the NFL playing in this league, it might be somewhat exciting. You'd have games where people score 80 points. Well, what I noticed, and I think a lot of people noticed who didn't watch the game, was the buzz around it. Yeah, which is a plus, and that hit on the quarterback. Yeah. I don't know who it was, 
But you saw, I saw that, and it almost made me yes, want to watch. I was like, so, is this real football? Is it coming back? <laughs> no, Big hits? No, it's, it's not coming back. Sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, so what a lot of people don't realize is that they were all uh, up in arms. They're like, oh, my gosh, the AAF, the AAF is already more manly than the NFL. And I'm like, okay, so first off, these are a bunch of training referees. They're all like guys that are like, I think they're guys that are training for the NFL. That's what they said on the broadcast, at least. So they're just guys that miss calls, essentially. Yeah, they, they saw that hit. And they, they, they were like, like ooh, 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 that was ooh. a great hit right there. Yeah, that looked like it hurt. <laughs> Roger Goodell was like, nope, not today. We ain't doing that today. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, the AAF, nothing can replace NFL football uh, at some point. There will be something that comes out that is like that, but maybe, maybe. But at this point, we don't really have much of anything uh, outside of the NFL. Um, so I'm here. Rick is here. Yes, sir. Uh, it's Tuesday, February 12th or 13th now. We had a snowstorm yesterday, yes. so it prevented us from recording this uh, amazing podcast. Um, today we are going to be drafting our perfect 2018 fantasy football draft. We're going to give you every single round, dissect the round, and tell you who our best player was mm-hmm. from that round. Um, and uh, we'll try to construct the perfect team as best we can. Um, so make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. We do have a Facebook. Uh, I, was a talking, I was talking to a couple of people today. Say, would you like our page? And they said, yeah. I'm like, you still have Facebook? I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Well, people don't use Facebook anymore. There actually are a lot of people that use Facebook, but uh, most of them are over the age of thirty. So, <laughs> you just offended <laughs> our entire audience over thirty. That is true. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just <laughs> saying that's a fact. Um, yes, I still use Facebook. People uh, subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever you want to listen. Uh, make sure you drop a review uh, and share this podcast with your friends because we need to build the community of fantasy football players who are champions. And not losers who drafted Chris Hogan in the sixth round. Uh, wow, way to call me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get to the news. Uh, this week we had so much news around the NFL. And, way uh, more than I expected. Yeah, way more than I expected, uh, considering that the, the league year starts in two weeks, something like that. Um, so uh, that means free agency, people. Free agency, a frenzy uh, th- that is like ten minutes. Yeah, really. Honestly, it's funny. I uh, baseball, uh, the training camp is starting. The pitchers, pitchers are not training camp. Uh, spring training has started. Pitchers and catchers are reporting, and Bryce Harper and Manny Machado names, have yeah. been signed with no one. We already so, have Cream Hunt uh, off the board in the NFL. Like people a few, are just signed. a few other moves that we'll get to. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so let's start with that. Cream Hunt has signed with the Cleveland mm. Browns. You got a face right now that says, I don't like that. I don't because I like Nick Chubb and I like Kareem Hunt, and I want a Kareem Hunt on a team that didn't have Nick Chubb. <laughs> For fantasy purposes. For fantasy purposes. It's funny. The the entire league is like, you know, every move that people make, it doesn't matter. It's like fantasy-related only. Oh, yeah. No, like, I see no. things now, unless it's like Patriots-related, related, yeah. I immediately, my head goes to fantasy for anything, which... Yeah. I don't know if I sh- shouldn't be proud of that. <laughs> I should shouldn't be proud of that. Um, yeah, no. I, I as far as Kareem Hunt is concerned, he's definitely he's a talented guy. I'm just trying to figure out how they're going to use him. And the only thing that I could 
I kind of came up with three little options for this, and, and I'll go through them really quickly. Okay. But the first one is that they signed Kareem Hunt because uh, John Dorsey, who is the GM of the, the Cleveland Browns, he drafted Kareem Hunt when he was on the um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And so he loves Kareem Hunt. So my first thought was Kareem Hunt signs with the Browns. They're going to trade Chubb in the draft to pick up, you know, maybe maybe a, maybe a big time like a what is this? What is this guy's name? Metcalf? I don't even know how to say his name. Yet. But the the <laughs> Close big enough. yeah the big time a big time wide receiver in the draft. There's a few of them this year. So you know maybe they're trying to go out and get one of those guys. I I, I find that highly unlikely. Yeah, I'd the say second that's one the most unlikely option. The second option was that. Uh, Nick Chubb can't catch balls for nothing. Like he can't. He's he's basically worthless in the passing game. Kareem Hunt, however, is a very good passing threat. So uh, you know he can be used through the air, as well as on the ground. But I think he's even better through the air than he is on the ground. So I would say they brought him in to catch passes when you know on downs when you know Baker Mayfield's going to throw it. That's the guy. Yeah. Um, he's an extremely talented skill player. So. I think I think what John Dorsey's trying to do is build what the Chiefs have currently. Um and the only thing he has left is just to get that big time wide receiver, but that's the second option is that he's there to catch passes. The third one is that it's like and I guess it mixes with the second one a little bit, but it's going to be like a like an Alvin Kamara Mark Ingram situation where Alvin Kamara is going to be the the Kareem Hunt or Kareem Hunt's going to be the Alvin Kamara. And Nick Chubb is going to be Mark Ingram because yeah. Mark Ingram's the bruiser, and Alvin Kamara's the physical—I mean, not the physical one, but the athletic, you know, uh, agile one. So, I mean, that could be the situation that they're going for. They want uh, John Dorsey said they want as many skill players as possible. So, if that's what they want to do, then that's what they want to do. I'm not judging them, but fantasy purposes, it doesn't really help anyone out. It does. The the thing that does confuse me a little bit is. They traded away. What was that? Isaiah Crowell. Who was no, not Isaiah Crowell. Who was uh, the back? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember <laughs> what, his name. Carlos though. Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. They traded away Carlos Hyde to San Francisco because they wanted to get Nick Chubb more playing time, mm-hmm. and he wasn't getting enough snaps. Right. So you do that. It works out. He has a great end of the season, and then you sign a running back that's probably when he's going to be out there, at least splitting carries with Nick Chubb. I think, or at least splitting snaps. So that does puzzle me a little bit of why they would do that. Mm-hmm. Because when, I mean, Cream Hunt is very talented, and I yeah. do get what their line of thinking is. But, man, I don't know. You just traded away a guy so you could have given Nick Chubb playing time, and now you're doing this. I, I mean, it really, to me, the question is who's making, and, and we'll have, we have to move on, but uh, who's making the decisions? Is it John Dorsey, the GM? deciding who the personnel is or is it Freddie Kitchens deciding who the personnel it, personnel is because it makes complete sense to me if Freddie Kitchens walked in and said you know what I don't like Nick Chubb or I mean that's extreme but hey <laughs> yeah. you know he walked in and not not that he didn't like Nick Chubb but he's like Nick Chubb, I want an all-around back I want a guy who can catch the ball I want a guy who can run the ball and Kareem Hunt fits the bill a guy like Nick Chubb he's good he's good on the ground but he's still got some things to learn right mm-hmm. So to me, I think Kareem Hunt's going to get a lot of playing time, but it also might be it might be a you know okay this guy's going to be suspended at the beginning of the season. We got Nick Chubb, we got this guy for the beginning of the season, and then when Kareem Hunt comes in, if he ends up being really good, you know we got two good backs and we'll figure out what to do later. 
Yeah. Um, Having too much of a good problem type thing. Or it's John Dorsey going, I really liked Kareem Hunt. I want to give the guy a second chance. If he has a really good second half of the year, he can go out and get a job. That might be the case too. So um, Antonio Brown officially requested a trade. Um, apparently his contract said that he had to officially ask for a trade in order to trade him. I don't know if that's true or not. That's very odd. But, but that's okay. a very odd thing. Uh, but he has officially requested a trade. So now, it, uh, you know, once the league year opens, they can actually trade him, which is crazy. I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later, too. Agreement. Agreement will happen. Who do you think uh, is the best fit for Antonio? What What would your, in your head, you want to, other than the Patriots, because we're Patriots fans, if you had one destination for Antonio Brown, <laughs> that you're like, ooh, that's good, which team would it be? San Francisco 49ers. That was what I was thinking, but since you said it, I'll go Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, either or. He's not going to Indy. He'll probably go to San Francisco. Yeah, I think he'll go to an NFC team. Yeah. I really, really, really like him. Obviously, somewhere with a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's going to be... Uh, if if dude, the Browns went out, they couldn't do it because he's in the same division. as Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown. Green Bay? Oh, yeah, definitely. Devontae I, Adams, that's, too. That's a pipe dream, that's, though. I think the most likely scenario is that he ends up in San Fran, but to give, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo some actual, you know, talent around him. I mean, because what those backup quarterbacks had to deal with last year in San Francisco. It was tough. It was tough. I mean, the George Kittle was good, but everyone else, it was just bad. So uh, I think if you add Antonio Brown to that roster, it's a skill player. It makes the other receivers got, better, too, if you right. add Antonio Brown. Right, big time. So I think Brown going there would be awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, what does this do for Juju? See, I feel like it opens him up a little bit. But at the same time, he's no longer going to be getting the second corner. He's no longer going to be benefiting from Antonio Brown's double teams. I think it will help him, though, because he's going to get more, like, a lot more. I mean, he was already getting targets, but he's going to be getting, like, if he was getting 10 targets a game last year, he's going to be getting around 15 to 16 right. targets a game. Yeah. So I still think he'll probably take a small jump, but just I don't, be careful. I don't, dif- I don't disagree with that, but I think that the sheer volume itself is good for Juju. Right. Which He's yeah. shown that he's can, he can do it in the NFL, and I, to me, I think that if you're, if you're drafting next year and you have an opportunity to take Juju in the fifth or sixth round, Oh, do it. yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, Juju's yeah. not going in the fifth or sixth round. Juju's going in the second or third this time around. And that's high, but I'm just speaking for the rest of society yeah. when I say that. Yeah. So um, I think he should be going right around the fourth, fifth, or sixth round. It's three rounds I'm throwing out there, but it's very early, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, Juju's going to – I think he's going to have a good year next year. And if you have an opportunity to grab him, Go out and do it. Like, don't don't waste your time. Just go out and get Juju. I think it's a, he's he's going to be a fantastic piece for the Steelers. But that is a valid point that you know now he's facing number one you know corners. He's facing some shutdown guys, mm-hmm. and I'm all curious, the attention is going to be on him. I'm curious. I'll look at this. I'll look. I'll actually look at this tomorrow, um, and I want to see how Juju does against top corners and uh, good slot corners because if he's not very successful. Um, against those guys, then obviously it's going to be a little bit of a question mark going into next year. Um, and that's a variable you have to keep into account. But he was really good this year. Um, he wasn't spectacular, but he had he was times. Good, though. He had times where he looked like Antonio Brown. 
Yeah. And if sure. if he can produce like that, I mean, the guy went from being the third string wide receiver on the Steelers two years ago to the number one guy. And so hopefully it, this Steelers team is completely new. I was thinking about it today, completely new. They're starting to flip over. You have James Conner as your running back. They're going to trade Bell. They're going to trade Antonio Brown. And they're going to have Juju, James Conner, um, and, and I mean. Pfft. A newer, younger Steelers. Yeah, newer, younger Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger as the quarterback. <laughs> Go out and draft somebody, guys. Well, they, um, didn't they draft a. They drafted somebody. but Mason, I, Was it Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph, my guy. I like guy, Mason Rudolph yeah. a lot, but I don't know if that is going to work out for them. Um, Joe Flacco. Was traded to the Broncos today. Um, they gave him a mid-round pick in return. Mm. I like the re- re- um, what Denver had to give up for a potential franchise quarterback. That's not cr- a crazy package. Yeah. Um, and I think Joe Flacco fits very well in Denver. So I'm excited to see them go eight and eight next year. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, oh god, 34 years Look, old. I mean, my word. Flacco's, I think, an upgrade from Case Keenum. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, definitely. But, like, <laughs> by how much? <laughs> <laughs> the, the stats are, like, almost linear when you're talking about Case see, Keenum I mean, and Joe Flacco over the last three years. I think. They're, like, equal. Yeah. I he, I think he'll, I think he'll have better it. weapons in Denver than he did in Baltimore. Yeah. Because Emmanuel Sanders is still there. If he's not. Leaving or getting traded. Well, for now, as of today, he's still there. With that they, defense, it'll make him look real. The good. defense is really good. I mean, Baltimore's was too. I, they're going to be kind of the same team as Baltimore really was last year. Like a, bef- mm-hmm. when, before uh, Lamar Jackson got there, they were what four and five. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, playing in the division with the Chargers and the Chiefs, I don't. They also didn't have, and I don't want to speak introspectively, but I will. I think that uh, they didn't really have a pass-blocking offensive line, which is why Lamar Jackson and those boys do so well running the football. Yeah. Um, but pass-blocking is just... Their, is I think better, though. I, I don't know. I mean... Case I, Keenum got killed a lot You're making me not want to like this, but I do like it, so <laughs> I'll continue liking it, all right? I, I mean, I don't mind. I actually like it, too. Cons- Joe uh, Flacco. He's good. He's a good quarterback. I think he's price, overrated. The, the, but. Pr- the price they give up for him, too, is, a, is big yeah. for me. Because you're... He is considered, I mean, I don't think he's that good, but I think he's considered a borderline, like, franchise quarterback, right? Like, back end of it, but he is, like, around, what, top 15? Yeah. Top 16? Maybe. That's still upper half. Maybe, like, 15 or 16. He's, like, the last one. (laughs) But he's there, though, right? He is there. He made it. So, you have that guy. If you put a few pieces around him, you can definitely contend. And it is an upgrade from Keith Keenum. Yeah. Uh, you, I did you hear? Um, sorry, I didn't mean go to interrupt ahead. you. Case Keenum, they they're shopping him. Oh yeah, yep. What team <laughs> is gonna take Case Keenum in that contract? The Vikings call no Washington. <laughs> They'll get Alex Smith and Case Keenum all in one. Oh, that would be that would be such a wash. Uh, they're like we're trying to sell his seven million dollar contract. Okay, have fun with that. He's like, Case Keenum. Blows. We're looking for trading options for Case Keenum. I'm trying to think like. Who doesn't who who doesn't have a team that would the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, seriously, he could be the next heir to Blake Bortles. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Let's get it into the perfect 2018 draft. So 
Let's get into our main segment, our perfect 2018 fantasy football draft. Mm -hmm. This is what you came here for, our breakdown of drafts in 2018. Um, So basically how it breaks down is I have received the first pick, so I will pick the first round. Rick will tell you the second round, and we'll keep going back and forth and give you our perfect team. Um, We're using uh, Fantasy Pros ADP to determine who went in what round. Uh, and I want to preface this by saying that all fantasy platforms are different. All analysts rank differently. The whole world is completely different in each platform. It is, yeah. And uh, the ADP is an average of all the platforms. So you're getting an average of every single platform that was put together. Thank you, Fantasy Pros. Uh, we love you. We are picking what we think are the best players from each round, and the details of this are 10-team 15 roster spot, half PPR, snake draft, if you are in a redraft league. Um, sorry, people, we will not be drafting kickers and defenses. I know how sad you are to hear that. Um, and we will not only talk about the guy we drafted, but the outlook of each round and uh, look at pe- who people drafted last year uh, that were complete flops or, or complete successes, some great guys. Um, so let's start with the first round. Um, the options here. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Brown, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Hopkins, and Melvin Gordon. Um, there was some really oh, – it's the first round. I mean, <laughs> these right. are the boys. So These are the studs. These are the guys that you want. Um, I feel like in past drafts, yeah, it's usually more hit than miss yeah. in the first round. But I don't feel like it's like this, where no, like ninety percent of like it was though. a hit. Yeah. I mean, Kareem Hunt obviously had the I- issue yeah. at the end yeah. of the season, and you had Leonard Fournette blow. Fournette, uh, David Johnson busted. Uh, but even Bell David Johnson, play. if you took David Johnson second overall, you were. <laughs> I mean, I know. Best. I know you like. You could have used Todd Gurley or Zeke yeah. or or Barkley, but you still had a. a RB, a yeah. borderline RB1 there. Right. And that's considered one of the biggest busts of the first round. Like, it's true. It was so, a very, very good first round. Very good first round. We took Todd Gurley. Um, his ADP was one. <laughs> first overall pick. Yep. Couldn't go wrong with Todd Gurley. If you were sitting there at number one or somehow didn't, you know, didn't have the first overall pick but drafted him too because some team drafted, uh, you know, Antonio Brown. <laughs> or Le'Veon Bell Le'Veon won. Bell. Good luck. Uh, that those are the those are the people who drafted in like July. Yeah, They're so excited. They're oh, like, yeah. Yeah, "Let's go!" They drafted before the preseason even started. Uh, last time I make that mistake, um, he had the most half PPR and standard points in uh, in those leagues, uh, and he o- he did this in only fourteen games. He missed two games due to injury. I think it was a knee injury. Um, Gurley was a touchdown machine, 21 all-purpose touchdowns. Wow. Um, he's the cog that makes the Los Angeles Rams offense run. You saw it in the Super Bowl. Uh, the running game was stopped, and the Rams couldn't move the ball. Um, they can they completely rely on the running game entirely, but Todd Gurley, when he's on, they rely on him. Um, with a bust being less than 12 points, less than 12 points, Todd Gurley busted only 14% of his games. Uh, the first round was an interesting round with busts like Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Leonard Fournette. Um, but you had an 80 or 90% success rate 
in the first round. You can't really go wrong with anyone in the first round, but I would say don't draft wide receivers in the first round. I think it's a waste of time, and I mm. think that you can get a similar caliber guy in the first round without I mean in the second round without the first round price tag. It is not easy to get the big time backs in that first round. It's just not. It's a good point. It's a really and, good point. And if you go out in the back of the first round and you have guys like Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon and Saquon Barkley sitting on the board and you're taking Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, you're not winning fantasy leagues. You're just picking good receivers. When you go into the second round and you have Julio Jones and Devontae, you know, Devontae Adams and, you know, Tyreek Hill and Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham. And, like, that's second and third round wide receivers. And you're drafting a wide receiver in the first round. What are you doing? Right. So, that, that to me, draft a running back in the first round. You can't go wrong with that. I think it's, it's maybe the best decision that will help your team. Um, if you're in a half PPR league, the positions are kind of equal. So, it doesn't really matter. You're kind of getting a stud regardless. In a PPR league, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't matter. You're probably drafting wide receivers quite a bit. Oh yeah. Um, but in a half PPR setting, you know, I would go with running backs. They're so scarce that it's like you're you're not going to get a good yeah, guy. Yeah. To go up that point, um, you were saying it's easier to get a guy in the second or third round for receivers. Yep. Other than Christian McCaffrey, there wasn't an RB one in the second or third round. No. Or even the fourth. However, in the second and third and fourth rounds. There was a lot of WR1s. Yeah. So do yourself a favor. Take that running back in the first round. Mm-hmm. Big time. Uh, let's go to round two. What do you got, boss? So round two, we had Odell Beckham, Dalvin Cook, Julio Jones, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Devontae Freeman, Deontay, oh, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams, thank you, and Keenan Allen. Ugh. So the theme in this round was receivers, I think. Yeah. Um, the big bust, the one that comes up to me, is Devontae Freeman, and it's not really entirely his fault, but yep. the injury hurt him. But even when he was – I think he played, like, the first two games, and he was not good in those games either. Yeah. Um, And it kind of goes off your point about taking the running back of the first round. Mm-hmm. If you were looking for an RB1 in round two, good You're luck. Like, oh, you, I'm going to draft Devontae. You better have taken McCaffrey. Next year, people are going to draft Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins in the first in the round. First round. Yep, 100%. I think that's going to be a mistake. And when you can get A.B. in probably the third round or second Well, or it depends round. where he goes. We'll, yeah. we'll fi- figure that out. <laughs> um, my perfect pick is my boy, mm-hmm. my fantasy lover, Christian McCaffrey. Ever since this guy has entered the league, oh. I love him. Some people gave up on him a little bit last year. He started off kind of slow. Um, he had just – his first touchdown actually came in week five. So the first four weeks of the season, he didn't have a touchdown. Wow. Some people were giving up on him. That's when I bought him. That really helped for me personally. But guess where he finished among half PPR running backs? Number two, right behind Todd Gurley. Wow. The dude was a beast. But what helps him a lot, especially in half PPR or PPR leagues, is his catches. The dude gets insane catches. He had, a, I believe it was 106 receptions yep. for a running back. That is unheard of. That's crazy. Absolutely unheard of. The guy's a stud. He leads Carolina's offense. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey was the guy to go here. And a rare RB1 not taken in the first round. So I'll admit I was uh, very wrong about Christian McCaffrey this year and in the past. I, I okay. still have a hard it's time okay. putting him in Tier 1, which people don't seem to have a problem with right now. Those stats don't lie, so I'm I'm going to put him in Tier 1 probably, but we'll see what happens. Um, 
through the first five weeks of the year, he was a low end RB two to me. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Which I said with the reason Which why I true, say yeah. that is because his lack of touchdown production, which I thought he was never going to get. So he just like his whole career, the first year and a half of his career, he did yeah. not score touchdowns. It was not a part of his repertoire. But for some reason, it came out. They realized, okay, we're going to use him in the <laughs> red like, zone. Oh, oh. Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, yeah. Wait, we have Christian McCaffrey on our team? <laughs> oh, let's use him. him. <laughs> let's use him in the red zone. Wait, we were throwing to DJ Moore? Maybe we Wait should throw to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Fades to Devin Funches don't work? <laughs> um. He started scoring touchdowns, and it made him a high-end RB1, maybe the best running back in fantasy towards the back end of the season. Um, he won your league, no doubt about it. If you had him on your fantasy team and you won your championship, yeah, it was because of Christian McCaffrey. Um, his ADP was, I believe, 15, so you got him in the middle of the second round. He busted 31% of the time, but those statistics are skewed because he didn't start well at the beginning of the season. Um, and after week seven, that went down to 20% of the time in the last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were lots of busts in the second round. Can we make a note? Yeah, go ahead. Dalvin Cook. Oh, my gosh. So I, I want you to bust. tell me what you told me before the show started about Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was a second-round draft pick. Now, last year, I looked at Dalvin Cook in my drafts, and I was like, you know what? I want this guy. He looks good. He's a good player. And – I went off the hype. I didn't look at the numbers from 2017. I went off the hype. You know, didn't watch the the film. Last year, he had 54 standard league fantasy this points. This is 2017. This right? is 2017. Yep. The year before this year, 54 standard league fantasy points over the course of four games. He played four, uh, roughly four full games. I think it was four. It was three and a half games, really. Um, in those games, he did not score over. 15 fantasy points in a standard league. He tore his ACL in week four, and he gets drafted in the second round. His ADP was 14. What are you people doing? I almost, I almost fell into this, too. I almost drafted him on I draft know. day. And then when I did a little more research, I was like, ooh, yeah. that's not a good idea. Um, if you drafted Dalvin Cook, you not only busted that, but if you picked him in the second round. And I don't blame anyone for taking Dalvin Cook. I don't blame him at all. It's, he's a good player. But to me, Dalvin Cook should have been where guys like, I don't know, where did you, where did you, take, where did you, where did you take Jarek McKinnon when oh, you drafted? I think it was third round. Third round? I think he should have been taken late af- third round, fourth round, late third round, fourth round at best. He's being taken in the second round. A guy who got 54 fantasy points over the course of four yeah, games that's... and scored one touchdown. And it showed at the beginning of the season. He did not look great at all. Um, he was a complete bust. Um, I look at Beckham and Allen as second round busts. What you expect from the second round guy you completely did not get from Beckham and Allen. Allen was a disappointment in the first half of the year, Keenan Allen. And Odell Beckham was good, but not a second-round pick. I think it was a third-round pick at best. He got hurt, and he has no QB, so I don't really blame Beckham. But Keenan Allen drafted way too early. If you you wanted a wide receiver too, Keenan Allen was perfect. I had him on my team half the year, perfect. But the problem with with Allen is that you were basically – paying for him at a wide receiver one price. Yeah. And he's not a wide receiver he's one. Not. Just not at all. So It doesn't help that the weapons kind of emerged on yeah. that Chargers team. It's true. Mike Williams, 
Correct, both, yeah. both the Williams brothers. Uh, oh, they're not brothers, so we'll just call them. That. Yeah, we'll just call them that. <laughs> um, new nickname. Yeah, new nickname. Uh, but uh, so I, I just think I think when you look at the whole first round, Freeman obviously got hurt. When you look at the whole second round, I mean, um, it's a perfect round to start drafting wide receivers. You got your big time running back in the first round. You gotta, you know, you can look at drafting wide receivers. We drafted a running back here because we know what happens the rest of the draft. So, right. um, you know, obviously that changes things, but if you draft a wide receiver here, I won't, I won't blame you. I drafted yeah. a, I think I drafted AJ green in this round. I drafted Julio um, Jones. So, uh, you know, it's a good place to get a wide receiver if you want one. Um, and, and, you know, not to go with the, the run, but you know, go with the run, get a wide receiver. Um, let's move on to round number three. Guys of the likes of Jordan Howard, Rob Gronkowski, A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, Aaron Rodgers, Mike Evans, LeSean McCoy, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Stephen Diggs. This was uh, a, a split for me between Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey. Mm. And uh, Kelsey, too early to draft a tight end. Way too early. Don't be drafting If you tight are going to draft a tight end, though. It's a good tight end to draft. He's, it's a good tight end to he draft. Is, uh, he, he puts up uh, n- uh, you know, wide receiver two numbers. So I would, you know, at, at your tight end spot, definitely. But it's a waste of a draft pick at this point because uh, you're, you're wasting your time not getting a, a talented wide receiver. When you can get um, another yeah. top five tight end um, much later in the draft. Joe Mixon was spectacular when he played, um, but he did fall off towards the end of the year. Um, and I take this guy because he scored the highest in standard fantasy points. Uh, he's also a kick returner, so that fudged our league's numbers up a little bit. It did, yeah. Um, but Tyreek Hill is the guy that we're going to take. ADP was 27. Tyreek Hill is a guy uh, who I wasn't sure about in last year's drafts. And when I say I wasn't sure, I, I said either. avoid him. <laughs> Uh, me too, and I, I was like, guess what? Get out of my way. I was big I on the Patrick Mahomes train before the season started, and I still said avoid Tyreek Hill. He had a really good 2017 campaign, uh, one of the best receivers in fantasy, and I did not think he was going to repeat it. Um, I don't really like his style of play, considering it's mostly boom or bust. He busted half of his games. Yeah, when you that's... say when you call a bust scoring under 10 points in a game for a wide receiver, he did that eight out of his 16 games. Um, that's he, actually a crazy number. That's not good at all. Like that to me, that's not a very good you know statistic. But he finished first in scoring in standard leagues. He's a steal at wide receiver in the third round, considering his breakout potential. Uh, and if you have this guy on your team and you need a strong wide receiver two to make up for you know, and you have a strong wide receiver two to make up for it, draft this guy. Yeah, because if you have a guy that's getting you ten consistently ten points a week, like a Brandon Cooks. Or a Julian Edelman. Now, some people disagree with the Julian take, but I will <laughs> this year. This year, yeah. Um, but if you have a guy like Brandon Cooks getting you like ten points a game, and you have you know Tyreek Hill, he can bust every once in a while, and you're okay with that. Um, if you have this guy in your team, you know you got a great player, but you got a guy that lacks consistency. It's true. Um, he's way he, from what I saw. This is a. I'll go over that later. <laughs> I was going to give you a Patrick Mahomes stat. Oh gosh. Um, so my way too early picks for this round, Aaron Rodgers, Stephon Diggs. Don't be drafting those clowns this early. And um, I love Aaron Rodgers, too. And I love we, Stephon we Diggs. We both do. We both love Diggs and Rodgers. But it was, I think, Rodgers, wait till the sixth round. Not even this year. It's that quarterback strategy. I don't even know where he's going. Don't take him that early. Don't take him that early. Um, some, he's about Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah, it's true. Uh, some busts, LaShawn McCoy, Rob Gronkowski, wow. Jordan Howard, all busts. I fell on the Jordan Howard train, fell on the uh, – You weren't the only one. I was on that train too. So I had like a uh, – what do they call it? You're uh, When you were uh, in the 1800s and you were a sailor, you had a, a fleet. Oh, That's God. the word. I had a fleet of ships, and uh, it was Rob Gronkowski and Jordan Howard was the name of two of those ships. And I went sinking. <laughs> I went, Captain went down. I, I went down with those ships. Uh, both ADP'd at 21. Uh, way too early to draft Gronk, by the way. Uh, but Jordan Howard, uh, I didn't really anticipate the situation of human him. Human joystick. Yeah, yeah, the human joystick, Tariq Cohen, who wasn't really amazing, but... Matt Nagy was like, "Oh my God, Terry Cohen's good at football. Wow, we're gonna we're gonna start running it with him." And I kind of just left Jordan Howard in the dust. With that being said, he wasn't awful. No, Jordan he wasn't. Howard. I just got rid of him as soon as I got the chance because I drafted him as my RB two, and it didn't turn out that way. Yeah, not not the best RB two. I mean, if you look at this round overall, there weren't really any like true true busts other than Lashawn McCoy. I think. Yeah, Lashawn McCoy was just absolutely awful. Yeah. Um. Not really his fault. The Bills' offense wasn't that good for most of the season, and mm-hmm. they didn't use him too much. But, yeah, ah, man, I feel sorry if you took LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, dude. But everyone else, I think, even if they – like Jordan Howard, like you just said, wasn't great and didn't meet expectations. Mm-hmm. But he still was, like, a yeah. solid flex for a lot of the season. Yeah. And Gronk had his moments kind <laughs> of a little bit. Trade bait, yeah. hopefully. Um, the third round was filled with some good players, but you have to be careful who you draft uh, early. Um, don't be drafting quarterbacks and tight ends in the third round. I'm going to keep saying that every round until we get to the round where you're supposed to take them. Mm-hmm. Um, in this round, you should be building the structure of your fantasy team. Any good house has a foundation, has a nice little concrete foundation. You're building the house. You're 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 a, an architect. You're building something. you got to build a nice foundation in order for it to stand up straight. Yeah. Your Your foundation is running backs and wide receivers not quarterbacks and tight ends. You win 100%. fantasy championships by 100%. drafting running backs and wide receivers. Don't be drafting quarterbacks and tight ends in the first three rounds. <laughs> yeah, first three rounds. Uh, let's move on to the fourth round. What do you got, So dude? the fourth round is a little bit of a wild card round. Um, at this point, you've probably taken two running backs and a receiver. Yep. Or two wide receivers and a running back in some cases. So in the fourth round, our options are Ty, T.Y. Hilton, Hilton, Alex Collins, Adam Thaleen, Canyon Drake, Amari Cooper, Derrick Henry, Deshaun Watson, Jay Ajahi, Doug Baldwin, and Zach Ertz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Zach Ertz. Um, He's going to be huge. This round kind of sucked. Catching passes from... For being honest. Oh, yeah, it blows. This is the fourth round of a fantasy draft. Who am I to say, why did you draft Doug Baldwin in the fourth round? But I'll yeah. say it. I mean, <laughs> we, we've been there. Trust me. You know who I took in the fourth round? I believe it was Allen Robinson, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, there's that one. Um, this draft did have busts, though. Canyon Drake was up and down, but yeah, mostly down. Alex Collins, mostly down. Jay Ajahi was hurt, but yeah. T.Y. Hilton was down. Derrick Henry stunk the entire year except yeah. for the last three or four weeks. Doug Baldwin blew. The guys that were good were, I think Deshaun Watson had up and down, but for the most part, he was up. Yeah, Zach Ertz was actually a very, very solid option. Uh Prefer not to take a tight end here, but it wouldn't kill it. Like, Zach Ertz isn't a bad, a bad choice, especially this past year. But I think the guy in my in our perfect draft is Adam Thaleen. Yes, Thaleen. Um, at this point, you would have 
going by us, you'd have two running backs, two receivers. Mm-hmm. Adam Thaleen, I think, is a little bit not as good as people thought he was, yeah. c- considering how he finished the season. He finished the season very, very poorly. Didn't get a touchdown in his last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of inconsistent. He had 19 receiving yards in week 15. Mm-hmm. He was completely different player in the second half. Yeah. However, he was still overall pretty solid. I if, mean, he was still a top five fantasy receiver, mm-hmm. half PPR. Um, and he's like, if you're putting him in our situation with Tyreek Hill, that's still a solid duo. Yeah. And I think by far the best player. Well, I wouldn't say by far because of Zach Ertz, but I'd say best situation would be yeah. Adam Thaleen here in the fourth round. So Thaleen to me is the best guy from the fourth down, fourth round easily. Um, Ooh, easily. Yeah, he started off the season with wide receiver one numbers. He was he did. maybe one of the best. He, was, he was the if best Hill, wide receiver. If Hill didn't blow up like he did in the first half of the year, and like he, I think he had two 30-point games, uh, Adam Thaleen would have overtaken him. I think he got... I think it was 11 or so straight um, 100 yard games. And oh, right, yeah. uh, he just started off so well. He did. Um, in the second half of the season, he began struggling uh, and he put up wide receiver three numbers, not even just wide receiver two numbers. He was down. He's a scary guy for 2019. He was, yeah, after after 20 is where he was ranking in every week. Now, his bust percentage was 43%. And the second half, I think, was due to the fact that he, he fell off. Uh, in the touchdown column. He did fall off. But do you put that all on Thaleen? Or do you put some of that on Kirk Cousins? Because uh, that would... Vikings offense in general yeah, it's not good. struggled a lot in the second half. Um, well, they did blow up against Miami. But <laughs> but other than that game, they pretty much were the same team. I don't know. There was also it's... a shift. And I I did note this in the um the regular season is there was this there was this massive shift from throwing the ball to Thaleen to throwing the ball to Diggs. Diggs yep, hundred percent. And uh they was there Diggs had you know, at the beginning of the season he was averaging like six, five or six targets a game and at the end of the season he was averaging like ten to twelve. I don't know if Thaleen is a guy that they want to continue feeding. I don't know if they really like look at him as that kind of receiver. I think they want Diggs to be that guy, and so if you're Adam Thaleen, if you're an Adam Thaleen owner in a dynasty league, you're kind of screwed because if Thaleen I mean, doesn't we'll get the targets, I think he's going to be what he was in the second half of the year. To be honest Ooh. with you, and if that's the case, you're kind of you're porked. If that's yeah, the case. Go trade Adam Thaleen <laughs> for a first round pick. Yeah, for a first round pick. Go go do that now. Or I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> I I wouldn't give him up get I wouldn't trade for him for a first round pick but that's no. just me. Um, you have any more notes on the fourth round or fourth round blue? Yeah, I mean that, let's be honest. Yeah, Zach Ertz. I, I I it's interesting that you say you would easily take Adam Thaleen because yeah. I think Zach Ertz had an awesome season. Yeah, he did. And I would even though we I strongly consider going against tight ends this early. I would I'd very strongly consider mm-hmm. taking Zach Ertz in that spot. Deshaun Watson was good, but man, the fourth round stunk. It was bad for for it to be that high in the draft. Yeah, and, and there's, just... there'd be like I think seven out of ten I'd consider busts. Yeah, big time. Now, Amari Cooper was good, but let's be honest, most people yeah. gave up on Amari Cooper 
before he got traded I got to Dallas. Him off the waiver wire. Right. In our league, and that includes me. He was on the waiver wire in our league. Mm-hmm. And, like, what week did he get traded? Week six, week seven? He was on the waiver wire at that point. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of teams gave up on him at that point. So I'd consider him a bust for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then Derrick Henry, yeah, he went off. But how many people were starting him in week 14 and the, those weeks that he went he off? Was, yeah, he was not. He's to me he wasn't a startable option until point, after the second week in a row. After the he was, week he in became a, row. a legit RB one, RB two when everybody gave up on him. And the fact that the fact that some of these guys, T. Y. Hilton, ADP thirty one, like why? Yeah, uh, Kenyon Drake, ADP thirty five. And, uh, and now that's not Kenyon Drake is a talented running back. It's not his fault that he's not getting the ball. Yeah, they but they gave Frank Gore more carries. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you can try to predict that, but I don't think that's possible. But Kenyon Drake's not a guy you should be drafting in the in the, in the fourth round. Amari Cooper, I would see him as a fourth round draft pick. Yeah, I think he's a wide receiver too, coming into last year. So I don't disagree with that, but I think he busted. Derrick Henry, I don't understand that pick, especially when they added Deion Lewis. And if you're thinking at the time, right. why are yeah, you that's... drafting? Why are you drafting Derrick Henry when Deion Lewis signed? Um, Deshaun Watson. He was a good pick, but it's way too early to be A, drafting a quarterback, and yeah. B, drafting Deshaun Watson. You can get Deshaun the same Watson. value for yeah. Deshaun Watson in the eighth or ninth round. Deshaun Watson finished third in fantasy points. A guy who finished very close to what he did was Andrew Luck, and he was drafted in the ninth round. Yep. So don't waste your picks on those quarterbacks early when you can get them in the back end of the round, at back end of the draft. J.J. got hurt, but he was looking inconsistent at the beginning of the year. Doug Baldwin, why? And uh, Zach Ertz, like you said, he's the closest thing to what you would look at as a success in this round, but at the same time, I'm not drafting that. I'm not drafting Zach Ertz in this round because I just don't see the points per game value from Zach Ertz compared to Adam Thalene. That's not even close to me. Yeah. Um, and I want to defend T.Y. Hilton just really quickly. Go ahead. I I drafted T.Y. Hilton, so I have to do this. Um, it was kind of dumb to draft T.Y. Hilton, but my line of thinking, I think a lot of people, was Andrew Luck's back. Going into the year, there was yeah. a lot of hype. Andrew Luck could be back, and if he is back, T.Y. Hilton's going to be a WR one. Right. So, I could see the line of thinking, but yeah, I mean, thirty one is is pretty early, big time. Let's move on to the fifth round. Uh, this round was filled with uh, many busts. Uh, we had Royce Freeman, Juju's, your boy. I can't even get past that Rolls Royce. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, Larry Fitzgerald, Jarvis Landry, Tom Brady. Ooh. Lamar Miller, Brandon Cooks, Demarius Thomas, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Graham, Josh Gordon. Uh, I was between Juju, Lamar Miller, and Brandon Cooks, um, and I chose Juju. Juju is a bright, up-and-coming player with a lot of potential. We talked about him a little bit earlier, so we won't go into too much detail on him, but he was a fifth round. Uh, the fifth round was filled with busts, and it came down to Lamar Miller, who was ADP 44, Brandon Cooks, ADP 46, and Juju, ADP 42, uh, who gave you good games in this spot if you were looking for some decent play. Um, so Juju is a guy that gave you a lot of big games and stuck with you at wide receiver two numbers for most of the season. Uh, his bus percentage, like Hill, was 50%. And when you have a bus percentage like Hill at 50% and the same breakout value, you're getting him in the fifth round. Would you rather you know that or drafting Tyreek Hill super early? We drafted Tyreek Hill because he's the best player in the second round. But... Juju Smith-Schuster, great guy to add in the fifth round. Um, yeah. And, and you know, you could use him even to say, okay, he's having a successful couple of weeks. Let's deal him and move him to a new team. 
Um, so he gave you an average of 12 points per game, finished eighth among wide receivers in half PPR, um, and he was just a very successful player. Uh, with the exception of Lamar Miller, Brandon Cooks, and Juju, the fifth round was filled with busts. Uh, and, oh, yeah, it's still too early to be drafting quarterbacks and tight ends. You know what's interesting? The fourth and fifth rounds, still considered very high. Yeah. We have a lot of busts. Mm-hmm. It drops after the third round. Trend. Very Watch interesting. Trend. To uh, keep in mind for your next upcoming draft yeah. this season. Um, Yeah, I mean, your boy Royce Freeman kind of blew. <laughs> Rolls Royce. You were high Philip on Philip Lindsay ripped my heart and soul away. This round I took Jimmy Graham. Another uh, dumb pick from me. Yeah. You're probably thinking, how did I win the championship? I'll tell you later. <laughs> made a lot of dreams. <laughs> Jimmy Graham. Well, I drafted continue. well at the end. But continue. Jimmy Graham, I, the line of thinking for me, again, was yeah. he's going to be paired with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. He yeah. could be a really potential top three tight end with that, and I'm getting him later in, a little later in the draft. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Gronk or Ertz. Uh, obviously didn't work out at all. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys. Russell Wilson, I think he, he had a pretty good year, but he's so inconsistent, though. And he, he turned it on in the second half, but you're not looking at Russell Wilson in the fifth round. I think that's no. just too early for him. And then my boy Tom Brady, our boy Tom Brady. What are you doing? Why are people still drafting Tom Brady in fantasy drafts? Well, I mean, he did have a good year, 2017, but... Yeah, no. Not I mean, a good fantasy option. Yeah, no. Great quarterback to have in real life. Not in, not in, <laughs> in fantasy. Playoffs, yeah, not, yeah fantasy. not in fantasy. Uh, he was just not not very good. Juju um, um, Juju was a good pick, though. I like Juju for this past year because my favorite thing about Juju is sort of similar to Thaleen. Very consistent, which is something I yeah. look for in receivers. You know, he'd get you 10 points a week. He'd get you 100 yards. Or he'd get you, like, 50 yards in a touchdown. He was always getting around 10 yeah. to 12 to 15 fantasy points. It's true. Uh, let's move on to the sixth round. Um, sixth round, we got options. Mark Ingram, Allen Robinson. I took him in the fourth round, by the way. <laughs> Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan? Cam Newton, Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Carlos Hyde, Greg Olson, <laughs> Andrew Brees. Another uh, sucky round, the sixth round. Um, I don't want to defend my Allen Robinson pick. On honestly, I don't even know what was going through my head. And again, you're still thinking, <laughs> how did this guy win the, win his championship? Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll Believe get to me. It later, I know it looks bad, but we'll get to it. Um, this one I was kind of debating, but it was pretty obvious once I looked into it a little more. Mark Ingram. Um, this this round wasn't filled with really any any key guys. Cam Newton blue for a lot of the year. Yeah. Drew Brees for the first half of the year was good. Looked like he like was the number two quarterback and was a legit option. Yeah. Kind of fell off. Greg Olson's not an awful pick. You know, it's still, I think a little early injured. to take a tight end, but yeah, injured and well, injured's the big one, but when he did play, he was solid. Yeah. Um, but I think Mark Ingram was the guy. He didn't play for, I believe it was the first four, four weeks of the season. Of the season yep. yep. So that did hurt his total points. Don't even remember why he was suspended. However, when he did come back, he was pretty solid. He's a good flex. I mean, he had a few games there where he really popped the game against Chicago, the game against Philly. So he had two weeks where he was like looked like a legit RB1 that went back-to-back. Yeah, back. Right. After that, he kind of fell off a little bit. 
But when you needed him in the playoffs, he was a guy that would get you 10 to 12 yeah. fantasy points. A good flex. Definitely. In round six, you're not really looking for an RB1 or an or a WR1. Yeah. If you can get a guy like Mark Ingram if in round six, If you're looking for an RB1 or a WR1 in the sixth round, you're Yeah, you got, more, you got more problems. Yeah. <laughs> you got some other things to worry about. Um, I, I still am very sad to get Allen Robinson here. Um, the This round is uh, – it basically has no players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of blows. Carlos Hyde, bro. Um, Mark, yeah, Carlos Hyde. Uh, Mark Ingram gave you a lot of really good games and a couple of busts, um, and then uh, it was just frustrating to watch him. I had him on my fantasy team. Unfortunately, he was thrusted into my running back. I mean, I was going to say running back three. Uh, my 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 flex. Uh, no, my running back two position. Yeah, he was. He was your RB two. He was my RB two because uh, I had Kareem Hunt. And yeah. I couldn't find uh, I couldn't find a rough. trade partner for my life to try I to get rid of Mark I swear he's gonna come back. Um, to be honest, it was two weeks before Le'Veon Bell left, and that's who I traded to get Mark Ingram. So I'm okay with that. Um, he was a bust in 54 percent of his games, um, and he, having him on your bench was a great great option. But he was a very good bench. That was yeah. about it. Um, I think he started on most teams as a flex, and would have started on most teams as a flex. But it just the consistency was not there. It was just like it's so it's difficult to have a guy that doesn't get a plurality of the snaps. And if you don't have the big man, Alvin Kamara, and you're trying to sit here with Mark Ingram and figure things out, then it's frustrating the crap out of you because I'm watching this game, you know, I'm watching all the games and I'm like, okay, everything relies on this one player for an entire freaking game. And yeah. he's not getting fifty five percent of the snaps, or even sixty percent of the snaps. So it's like, it's just difficult to watch. Uh, every player in this round was either a bust, or uh, you drafted too early and got hurt. Um, finding a gem in this round it's, these these particular rounds are so important to your fantasy it team. It is, yeah. Because if you can find a gem, like even Mark Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch was a good player when he was on the field before he got hurt, and uh, you know he was a he was a talented guy. And I think, you know, if you drafted Drew Brees here early in the season, you got some successes. So finding the gems in these rounds is is the option. Unfortunately, in this round, you had about a 9 or 10% success rate, and you're in the sixth round, and you're trying to find a guy. Now, is the sixth round determining how your team's going to turn out? No. No. But you, you should have your core after the fifth round. That should be it, that you should have your core guys. Um, and the sixth round should be options for your bench and so on and so forth. Um, we got to move on to the seventh round. Uh, this will be the last round of the show, um, and we will go through every single option here. Uh, there will be a part two. We will go through rounds yeah. eight through fifteen next week. True. Um, Those are the rounds that can win your league. The, the as you will find can, out next yes, week. As you will find out next week. So in the seventh round, you had Dion Lewis, Carryon Johnson, Tevin Coleman, Marquise Goodwin, Corey Davis, Evan Engram, Jamal Williams, and Michael Crabtree. <sighs> Crabtree. Garbage. Bad round. Uh, Tevin Coleman was my selection. ADP 66. Now, I was fighting between him and Carrion. And then I looked at Carrion's numbers and I was like, welp. I'm a fan of Carrion next Um, year. I am a fair. I'm a big fan of Carrion Johnson next year. Yeah. It took Matt Patricia the whole year to get to the point where he was like, okay, I'm going to draft Carrion Johnson. I mean, I'm going <laughs> I'm gonna, to I'm gonna use Carrion Johnson. Johnson. Uh, he could probably be a good running back. It took him the whole stinking year to figure that out. Um, and I had to take Tevin Coleman here because Tevin Coleman was just consistent. 
Mm-hmm. He was extremely as much consistent. As, we, as much as people want to trash on, he was like the most unlikely player, me, especially in me. this entire league. I trashed uh, on him a lot, mostly because um, you'd have to kind of be there. But Morgan <laughs> over here had him on his team, and he was like, "Dude, Tevin high. Coleman, bro, selling listen, high. I know, like, you gotta do I know it. you have Just, like you have Christian McCaffrey, high. but like Tevin Coleman's the real deal, bro. I swear, dude, he's gonna get you twenty points a week, easy." Dude, Dev- Devontae Freeman's injured, bro. Tevin Coleman, is- it's it's time for Tevin Coleman, bro. You done? Yes. I had to get that off. <laughs> Coleman uh, was a weird player, consistent with what he provided. Got 10 points a game, never really had a huge game. I think it was one 22-point game after I traded him. Uh, he, scored- <laughs> <laughs> he scored 110 points. In half his games, uh, great seventh round value. Guy. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a great seventh a good round seventh value yeah. uh, for a guy who can give you uh, a game or two against a good matchup if needed. Uh, most of the guys in this round ended up on the waiver Dude. wire. Some talented guys, uh, but not trustworthy. Guys to watch out for next year, though. Not great this year, though. Carry uh, on Johnson is one. Yeah, we dude. just talked about him. Another guy, Corey Davis. If he had consistent quarterback play, I think he would have had a really good year. Yeah. Um, he's a very talented wide receiver. That just like, yeah, fell off. He did fall off, but it's like it's not really his fault. Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. was his quarterback for half the season, who doesn't throw the ball a lot, and then his other quarterback that does throw the ball is Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. So the stats aren't going to be so there tough, for him, but it's I mean, so tough. He could, he could. I, he's a guy that to watch out for for a breakout season next year. Definitely. He's also a young receiver. It typically takes, other than like Odell, it typically takes receivers a few years to really get going. Yeah. Corey Davis, former fifth overall pick. A lot of talent. Yeah. Watch out for him next year. Um, so that'll do it for the first half of our perfect fantasy draft um, for the 2019 season. Um, we will go over rounds 8 through 15 next week. Um, we believe that dissecting the f- not only the first half, the second half of the draft is it a is important. huge, important area. That that's the those are the rounds that win your league. You think that drafting good in the first five rounds, six rounds, seven rounds wins your league? I no. didn't win the league from the first yeah. eight rounds, as you can tell. Yeah. As you can tell, I took, <laughs> every single guy. Was I so took Corey up. Davis. We just mentioned was garbage. I took Allen Robinson. Yeah. We just mentioned garbage. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham. I took in the fifth round. The only guy garbage. you really hit. I took on. T.Y. Hilton. Garbage. You the only guy you really hit on was uh, Saquon Barkley. My first two, I I took Julio Jones too. Yeah, and Julio. So my first two so, rounds were good. I mean, that's where you got to do it. First two rounds, get your core and move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and dissecting these these drafts is is what is going to help you win your league next year. Hundred percent. When you start planning your draft, you need to you know it doesn't start with scouting guys. It doesn't start with watching film of them or looking at their statistics or figuring out where they should go in the draft or creating a draft strategy. You need to look at the previous draft yeah. and the previous years and figure out what went right, what went what went wrong, and we are going to be doing that for you guys over the next couple months, um, and and just dissecting that whole atrocity that was the 2018 season um everything that went right everything that went wrong and what you can use moving forward um it it does help to know that adam thaline was terrible in the first yeah. half of the year i mean second half of the year and that is going to hurt him going into the 2019 campaign now does that mean that he's going to take us you know a, is he going to get drafted later i don't know but these are the things that you need to look at going forward yep you got to keep these things in mind you got to keep them in mind 
Um, so thank you for listening to this iteration of the Fantasy Champions podcast. Like I said earlier, follow us, like us, do all that stuff. Uh, subscribe and leave a review. We want your feedback. We want your uh, your concepts, your ideas, and your thoughts. So leave yep. a review. Um, and uh, we got a lot in store. See you next week, Fantasy Champions. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.